0: Chapter 55 As the aircraft rose with a shudder in the deep, darkened tropical sky, and the pilot pushed the rudder on a course for safe Shanghai, Pandu looked down into the failure of the plans he'd left behind. I couldn't have been sillier, Pandu sighed. His face was lined. There were crow's feet at the corners of his tired and bloodshot eyes, and his pale face was like a mourner's, sagging with grief, you realize. I had such hopes, my dearest one, of rising to the fore with the swastika and the rising sun. I thought we'd win the war. I'd hoped then to have proved my point to the Brits and the Kauravas too, to Gangaji, who might then anoint me his heir and number two. But he had not. It wouldn't have mattered, what the non-violent once thought. For the people, once the Brits were battered, would have crowned me like as not. Instead, Madri, my hopes lie shattered in the dust under British boots. The man who fought as the Kauravas nattered now flees, and who cares two hoots? As I look at you, my heart fills with sorrow at the fate that awaits you too. There is no hope for a bright tomorrow for the wife of brave Pandu. If the Brits win, as now seems probable, there'll be nowhere for us to hide. Their cops are smart, their judges not bribable. I'll be arrested and summarily tried. There's not much hope of escaping the rope for inciting the men to mutiny. I wish I'd believed you to be able to cope with the shame and the ignominy. Don't talk like that, a teardrop shone on Madhuri's glistening cheek.
1: Oh, sweetheart, I love you. The thought sort of you gone makes me feel empty and weak. My darling is Pandu. Let me say to you, I swear this upon Vishnu and sieve. If anything happens to my dear Pandu, I simply don't want to live. My husband. You gave me such wonderful joy by calling me to your side in your need. Do you think I'm some shameless Helen of Troy to trot off on another man's steed? No, Pandu, my lord. By your side I'll stay. Through thick and thin, better and worse, we'll face the Raj, fight on night and day and I'll help you for whatever that's worth.
0: Oh, Madri, and here, our Pandu was moved by the sincerity of her love. If anything, her declarations proved she was a gift from the heavens above. Oh, Madri, He took her in his arms and kissed her long and wetly, till attritioned by her charms, his will collapsed completely. No, Pandu, don't! His loved one cried as his
1: hands explored her buttons. "'Remember the doctor when you nearly died. "'Let's kiss, but let's not be gluttons.'
0: "'Twas of no avail. "'He was possessed by a need he could not define. "'After years of restraint, "'he now obsessed to unite with his concubine. "'I want you.' "'His hiss was urgent as he peeled off layers of clothes. "'In the cold seat, his passion emergent, "'repulsed by his wife's feeble
1: nose.
0: "'Poor Madri.' Denial was not in her nature. No was not a word she liked to speak. Indeed, at the risk of caricature, her flesh was willing and her spirit weak. And Pandu was in no mood to be denied. His hands moved with a probing persistence. He caressed her. I want you, he cried. You're the only joy left in my existence. In love and heat, Madri considered defeat and yielded to her husband's great ardour. Soon, despite her fears and the tilt of the seat, she was gasping. Oh yes, harder, harder. Oh yes, he breathed back in pneumatic bliss. Onward, that's my immortal credo. But then his lips, after a pulsating kiss, turned blue and exhaled a croaking. Oh, oh. Tracers exploded outside in the sky, shooting incandescent streamers of light across the window where our lovers lie entwined between the silence and night. Thank you, Madri sighed in orgasmic relief.
1: You were wonderful. Was it good for you too?
0: Then looking at him, almost beyond belief.
1: But Pandu, what has happened to you? Why are you so limp? Why lie you so still, my husband, my lord, king of the O-O, please rise, please smile. Oh, tell me you will. Oh, my God, you're not. Oh, oh, no. She screamed, and
0: it was as if her heart-wrenching cry had carried her spirit to where his had flown, soaring up and across the illuminated sky to its celestial home when no one is alone. For in that terrible cry of desolation was embodied a plea no god could deny. Her intense refusal to accept her isolation carried its message to the forces on high. Two powerful beams of terrestrial light crisscrossed on the wings of Pandu's Zero, revealing to Madri a last vivid sight on her breast, the beatific head of her hero. Then she knew, and she smiled in the stillness that followed. The shell that was coming made scarcely a ripple. She lifted his head, kissed him, slightly swallowed, and lowered him gently, his mouth to her nipple. When the shell hit, she could have sworn she felt a life-seeking tug at her soft swollen breast, a split second perhaps, and then came a pelt of death-dealing sharp knell that tore open her chest. For another split second, the plane hung on there, spotlit in the beams of the gunners below, then it burst into a flaming ball in the air, burning crimson, consuming my son and her widow. As Pandu plummeted to the fiery fate, that all Hindus know as we leave the world, Madri, his devoted though second mate, kept the proud banner of Sati unfurled. She attained eternity, an all too rare case, in the glowing blaze of a purifying fire, finding in the flames of her plane her place on her husband's aluminium funeral pyre. That must have made Pandu happy, Ganpati. With all his deep delving into the scriptures, his theological sanctions for procreative cuckoldry, he must have savoured the satisfaction of going like that burning with his dutiful wife in fulfilment of the classic ideals of marital love. It must have gladdened his atrophied heart. When the news reached us here, it affected all of us deeply, even Thritarashtra, whose place at the head of his generation it made more secure. My blind son issued a touching little statement about his immeasurable sadness and the incalculable loss to the grieving nation. He pledged to keep the flame of my brother Pandu's deep-seated patriotism aglow. Ah, Dhritarasva, forever those visual metaphors. And what of Gangaji? The Mahaguru was moved enough to sit in silence and spin for hours, talking to nobody, immersed in reflection. He presented the cloths that emerged from that session to Pandu's surviving wife, Kunti but it was practically unusable. The woof was all warped. Or was it that the weft was not right, which showed that for once Gangaji's mind had not been on what he was doing. Pandu's loss diminished us all.